Uh, right, yeah. so uh, let's start this thing then. So uh, I'll do a quick rolling intro um, and then um, I'll get you guys to interview yourselves, uh, to introduce yourselves. Just interview, just interview yourselves. yourselves. We'll yeah, just sit and have a chat <laughs> for an hour. You <laughs> just sit and do nothing. <laughs> That'd be brilliant if I could do that. It'd be the cheapest way ever. <laughs> of, uh, right, guys, here's, here's, a, here's a title, discuss. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to think of the title for this. Uh, okay, let's go for this thing then. Uh, so, hello once again. It is Monday morning. Thankfully, my next door neighbour has finished, just finished mowing their lawn. So, the large diesel. It sounds like a tractor. They've got such a big garden next door. It sounds like a tractor throbbing around it on this Monday morning. But thankfully, he stopped just in time for me to pick up with this week's uh, interview. I'm Paul, and this is thankfully a very quiet Mastering Portrait Photography podcast. I should do this live, you know. I could do it like a radio station, <laughs> honestly. Uh, hello, I have got Terry and Colin Jones sitting up in. I can't tell whether it's sunny or not in real. I'm going to assume it's raining because it's real. Is it? What's? It? Is it? It's it's called Sunny Real. That, that's our name. So of course it's sunny. <laughs> Mate, I lived up there, and I remember them building a very large building called the Sun Center because it had so yeah, little sun yeah. of its own. Is it? Is that still there? <laughs> No, no, it's gone. It's gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got a new one now. They've called SC2, so the they replaced Sun it uh, two. a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the marketing manager excelled themselves on that day, didn't they, to be fair I to them? I love the Sun Centre, though. It's full, of, well, it's full of stuff that you didn't get when I was a kid growing up there. So this is, what, in the 70s and then into the 80s. Of course, there weren't things like that. There was, there was, there was another one up at near Wrexham somewhere which had a wave machine, but the Sun Center, the Sun Center, because it had a, didn't it have, do I remember this correctly? It had like a cable car thing in it. It had. Yeah, it did run through right. the ceiling. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, it was only yeah. about a hundred meters square, but you could get onto a little <laughs> monorail and go round it to see what you were missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it yeah. had like the wave That's pool it. and, uh, you know, some big slides. I think it was quite revolutionary, you know, when, in the day when it was first, first came out, it was one of the first in the UK, so. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it was a big thing oh, back in the day, but uh, sadly no more. <laughs> well, it's SC two. You said it. So what's yeah. in SC two? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, about about half as much as what was in the Sun Center. It's not as big. It's twice as expensive. Oh, really? um, yeah, uh, our daughter went. Uh, she's twelve, and she went um, just before lockdown last year. Uh, with school so it was like a school um trip that she went on and she came back and she said yeah wouldn't oh. go again so that that pretty much says oh, it all that's really disappointing <laughs> my dad used to run a youth club in northup where i lived so that's about half an hour 35 minutes from yeah you. about half an hour yeah. and uh yeah periodically he, we would load a minibus up of excited excited teenagers and come over to real to get ourselves into trouble it's brilliant absolutely brilliant <laughs> uh, i took some friends of mine from uni actually uh so this is putting some dates on it and managed to get a bollocking from one of the poolside <laughs> attendants for messing around on the slide and it was a, it was actually quite a proud moment that <laughs> as, as a mature grown-up i could still get shouted at for what do you know those signs used to get in swimming pools that said no heavy petting do you know, no, no bombing no running no petting and uh 
Was the uh, poolside assistant about 14 yeah, years yeah, old? Yeah, younger well. than me, by a chunk. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm getting a ticket off. And we came down the slide and we came out of that bit of the pool, climbed out, and they were stood there, arms folded, with that look. You know that look that only a pool attendant can give you? Yeah, tap, tap it, tap yeah. in their uh, flip flop shoe. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Uh, so before we get on into talking about life, the universe, photography and everything, uh, Terry and Colin, firstly, thank you uh, for agreeing to come on to this. It's the second time I've interviewed you, Terry. Uh, it's the first time yeah. I've sat and chatted uh, with you, Colin. Uh, yeah, it's great to be on the show. Thanks oh, for having us. Oh, you say that, but you don't really mean it. It's just it's just in <laughs> lockdown, everything's a very happy distraction, isn't it? Oh, good, we've got something to look forward to. <laughs> I've, I've started marking my week by what's on the telly at eight o'clock. Uh, things like repair shop, a proper guilty pleasure. Love a bit of repair shop, but it means it's Wednesday, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's a Monday morning. Uh, we're recording this thing. Uh, can I ask you, please, to describe what you both do? Because I have your job titles, but I don't think that entirely covers it. So uh, just tell me what you do. Um, so my job title is a personal development manager. Um, and what that essentially means is that I have a hand in everything that the members can do with us to develop themselves and develop their business. So things like the mentoring and the qualifications and um, the competitions and things like that. Things that people can sort of physically get involved with themselves to push themselves to learn things um, and to kind of take their photography to the next step. Uh, and then I also do a lot of the Facebook and the social media. You'll always see me around replying to people, um, posting up uh, sort of posts for people to get involved with um, on our Facebook page as well. So that's that's kind of the general sort of gist of what I do. And then, um, you know, in association with that, I am then uh, sort of in charge of all the judges and putting together the judging teams. And uh, we do a lot with the convention and things like that. We kind of all have a hand in that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of everything that I do in a right, nutshell. Right, that was quite a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Given almost everything I, I'm involved in societies is you, Terry. I mean, I talk to you, yeah. <laughs> well, I talk to you exclusively. Yeah. It feels like you run everything, <laughs> but I know that's not true. How big is the team up there? We've got five in the office. Uh, and then obviously Mike, the editor, he works out of the office. So yeah, six, six in total. Okay, and uh, so Colin, tell me what you do. So I'm the company director for the societies. Uh, I've been full-time with the societies for the last 15 years. Hey, I, okay. Well, I, I've been full-time <laughs> for like 17 years. <laughs> the thing is, we're, we're going to do this one as an audio only, but what I'm looking at is the two of you, yeah, sort of, I'm not going to say bickering because that's way too strong, but you poked him in the ribs, but you're still connected by the same headphone cable. <laughs> so you can't yeah. have a row because you can't get more than about a foot away from each other. <laughs> yeah. it is, it's like interviewing two teenagers where one of them said you've got to listen to this <laughs> uh, so anyway Colin so yeah 14 or 15 years slightly slightly yep. a shorter time period than Terry obviously <laughs> yeah and um, I, I run the day-to-day the -day of the organisation so um, all, all the recruitment all the membership uh, the, the road shows the, the magazine and everything it's kind of like it falls under my my, uh, my remit so to speak so running the day-to-day -day stuff. Um, over the last 12 months, we've brought in quite a few new benefits of membership, like the, the webinar series, which has gone down really well. Um, you know, we're also uh, really active on the social media. Uh, I helped Mike put together the magazine, building campaigns. Yeah, and just, just generally helping the team 
uh, you know, manage the team, making sure that all the members are making the most out of the benefits and membership. And how, I mean, on that note, how do you make the members get the best out of their membership? Well, for, for instance, we, we've just started to put together a member resources section on the website, which is going to be full of how-to videos, basically, showing them how to, to log onto the forum, how to utilise, uh, how to post, how to interact and all that kind of stuff. Uh, again, we're, we're building up many benefits membership. Another one, what we did over the last 12 months, is a new one called Members Perks, which is basically discounts off uh, anything from clothing like Under Armour, Nike, uh, HelloFresh, do <laughs> discounts on food or does discounts on beer and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, like, we've done a video on that, so definitely worth uh, checking out the <laughs> just, Members Perks. I'm making section. a note because I didn't know about that either. Sorry about that. I just yeah 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 it's great even stuff like twinings give us discounts and stuff like that so there's loads on there and they've started doing uh now the world is opening up a little bit more there's like discounts on holidays and stuff like that so is it well all holidays for out. wales because <laughs> <laughs> you're opening up a little bit quicker it feels like at the moment they've just started to no i think no, I, I think no. it's the other way around we, we still haven't had any dates yet so we're we're still awaiting dates for oh, reopening yeah we don't we don't quite have a roadmap yet which england seems to have had for a good couple of weeks now uh I, we we don't have anything we're just we've been told to sit and wait right. so that's currently oh, what I we're thought doing i read a headline over the weekend that said uh you've started to open up or started to predict opening up i think you can have a haircut now can't you i thought that was Yes. Oh, from, yes. From today. today yeah. From today, you can have. I, th- a haircut, I think the, yeah. the policy appears to be just to make the Welsh look better than anybody else. You can, you can have a haircut. <laughs> you can have your nails done. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my <laughs> mum lives just up on the hills above you, and I haven't been allowed to go and see her. And apparently, there were police on the A55 going in. Um, yeah. Doing yeah. random spot yeah. tests. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I'm sure. I'm sure that all of the benefits you're listing. A free trip to the Sun Centre in Rill. You know, promoting <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your local local economy. Buy one get one free and all that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll post a link to all of that down in the show notes. So I'll ask you guys yeah. to send that over awesome. to me. Uh, so in terms of this past year, so I think it's two years since you were on the podcast, Terry. I think it was episode thirty-six. Well, I know it was episode 36, but yeah. I can't tell you what the date was. Uh, what's this past year been like for you guys? It's been a journey, uh, a journey filled with uh, having to adapt. Um, but at the same time, it's been like this crazy adventure that we've kind of enjoyed. Um, it, it's definitely taken out the monotony of uh, sort of day-to-day life. Um you know, running the, the societies, we're always coming up with new things and, you know, new benefits and new ways to do things. Um, but I really think that this year has really stretched us uh, sort of creatively. Uh, so so for us as a whole, it's been really interesting to see uh, new things come out of it um, and to really see where we can take it uh, and where we're going to continue to take it. And I think it's really given us that um, that sort of drive and motivation uh, that, that perhaps wasn't quite there before um in the same kind of way anyway um so yeah i think it's pushed us to learn new things you know and how how we can you know interact with our members you know uh pre-covid you know the majority of our interaction was yes the facebook group uh for our members only facebook group is a fantastic resource but you know it's quite a lot of on the road stuff so we were doing road shows and the conventions and stuff like that where now obviously we've learned you know the techniques on how to do stuff like webinars you know we've been invited on to fantastic podcasts like this yeah 
um, which has been brilliant because now we've learned how to touch base with members in, in a different way. Um, you know, and uh, I think that's been a really positive learning experience. And you know, where we've been doing, you know, maybe seminars to. 30, 40 people, you know, over the past year, we've been getting two, 300 turning up to the webinars. Yeah. Um, you know, so being able to touch base with so many members on that scale is, um, you know, been quite a positive experience, really. So uh, that's been really good. Um, you know, and we've just doubled down our efforts to really help our members, you know, get through the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm really hoping that, you know, the, the, the amount of information we've been posting out there is really going to help our members, you know, when stuff reopens, which is hopefully looking on the horizon, you know, next month or so, studios will be start to open. Weddings are slowly getting there. Uh, I think in Wales, small weddings are already starting. Um, you know, so uh, I'm hoping that all that kind of like downtime that uh, our members have had, they've used it positively to really focus on the business and their photography and push themselves mm. forward. And we have seen that. Yeah, we, yeah, We have definitely. seen that yeah. a lot. Uh, you know, the mentoring service has been very busy. The qualification service has been very busy. I mean, you know, as a yeah. judge, Paul, the amount of things you get th- through from me to, to do and return and fill in and, and commit to, uh, you know, of which we're, we're very grateful for all of our judges for doing so. But um, yeah, it's been a very busy time for yeah, us I, as well. I, I get those emails and it's like, oh, blimey. I, I've, I now actually put them in my diary. <laughs> I, I, I put, <laughs> I put all your deadlines in my diary because I'm useless. Because the, the one thing I've noticed about uh, the lockdown I don't know if you've seen the same, is that timings are just weird. Non-existent. Just weird. Yeah. I get an email and say, someone say, oh, did you get this email? And I say, well, I, I thought I'd responded. And besides, it was only last week. And I look at the dates and it was six weeks ago. And I've been in some yeah. slightly yeah. weird conscious coma. You know, <laughs> just, you know. Um, how yeah. do you feel about coming out of lockdown? I'm excited for it. I am. Um, I think it's taken me quite a while to be excited about it um i think obviously because we've in wales we went into quite a big lockdown and then we came out of it um but then it's always you kind of always under threat of oh we're gonna lock it back down again but i feel like this time it's kind of really gonna happen if that makes sense so and we see that in our kids as well i mean they're they're excited to go back to school whereas i think last time they were quite hesitant because they didn't know how long it was gonna last um so yeah, we're excited and, and we're excited not only to, to start doing the things again that we haven't been doing, like face-to-face things, but also to carry on doing yeah. the things that we're doing online and, and, and things that we've introduced during the lockdown. So yeah, very excited. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to everyone reaping the kind of the, the rewards from all the effort, you know, and, uh, you know, all the time they've spent learning new skills and redeveloping their, you know, their business, whether that's, you know, entering a new genre of photography. I know so many have uh, adapted what they've done over, over the lockdown. You know, maybe they were a wedding photographer, maybe they're looking at brand photography, either swapping over completely or just adding it to, to what they do. Uh, we've seen quite a lot of people doing that. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how these businesses develop over the next 12 months. Uh, there's a lot of pent-up demand out there. I'm, you know, I'm absolutely positive about that, that we're going to see. You know, we, we're already seeing some members saying, you know, for the first couple of weeks back when weddings are actually reopening in those smaller numbers, that they've already got three bookings on that yeah. first week. Yeah. Um, you know, and if the restrictions allow us, I can I can just imagine it being a really busy summer um, with the positivity building towards the end of the year yeah. when hopefully, um, <laughs> you know, more people will have been vaccinated and that means that the, the large weddings can start yeah. to come back. And then into 2022 when... 
you know, touch wood, we're, we're hoping that, you know, normality will pretty much resume and then, you know, all, all those weddings that were postponed from 2020 and some from 2021 yeah, yeah. as well, you know, hopefully 2022, we're all, we were all hoping 21 would be the year that we would see all the big weddings back and, but I think it may be a, a gradual build up back to the big, big weddings next yeah, I year. Just, I just looked into my intro, I was the, the sent emails, uh, to see what I'd actually to see what the timings were for the podcast because as Terry you know I'd managed to screw that up as well uh, and there's a whole <laughs> yeah. flurry of emails from Sarah who's sitting at home because uh, I'm down at the studio of just rescheduling uh, we've had an yeah. absolute yeah. headache with it um, we've had people sh- reschedule two three times now with us you know they yeah. thought they were going to be able to do it early 21 that's clearly not happened then they tried later 21 and they've decided that the risks are too high and now pushing out to 2022 yeah. and 2022 is going to be just chaotic i mean it won't it won't be yeah. chaotic. It is, we'll be organized yeah. i don't mean as in you know <laughs> random uh but it will be fairly full-on and i'm having a very weird relationship with the end of lockdown i've i'm having i think i may have got one of those syndromes that they talk about for people who've been locked in a room for many years and yeah. i i'm yeah. quite gone agoraphobic but I'm just having a very weird moment about it. I don't know. To, to be honest, I think uh, you know, myself more than Colin, um, you know, I have felt like that throughout much of the last 12 months. And I've not been mad about being at home. I've, you know, I've enjoyed having the kids here. Um, you know, we've definitely spent more time as a, as a family unit, just the four of us. Um, and it has really taken me until the last month or so to be excited mm. about getting back. Um, we went into the office uh, one day last week to pack and send out all the trophies for our Photographer of the Year awards. And just getting up in the morning, getting dressed, doing my hair, go- going to the office was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I don't think I would have felt like that three right. months ago. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a journey. Yeah, the definitely. work side of it, I'm excited about that. I mean, I, I'm sitting here in the studio uh, anyway, as I always am, because it's for me, it's my creative space, and that won't change really. But and the things I'm I'm so excited about, I want to shake someone's hand. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm a hugger anyway. I just want to have the relationship yeah. I had with people before, but I can just feel this groundswell of pressure of. That I hate it when people tell me I have to have a good time. For whatever reason, yeah. that puts my hackles up. You know, right? When, when somebody says to you, "Smile," <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. that's not going to make me laugh, is it? Um, <laughs> and uh, that's that's my worry is all of that side of it with people. You know, this expectant expectancy or expectation rather that everyone's going to suddenly have a big party, and and, and that's yeah. that's going to upset me. But the idea that me and Sarah could go for a a, a meal. That, that, yeah. that, that thing. I mean, we could do that anyway. We could sit in our kitchen and cook a beautiful meal and have a nice glass of wine. But the idea that we can sit yeah. and look at each other over the kitchen table, do you know what? So we could just go down the pub. Or Yeah. And we've, we've missed that a lot because um, we, li- we like to eat out as a family. Uh, it's one of the things that perhaps like we don't spend money on other things, but we do enjoy experiences. Yeah. Um, we enjoy going to the theatre. Oh my gosh, I've yeah. missed going to the theatre so much. Um, and for going out for meals as well. And we've got a really good pub just at the end of our road. 
um, which does amazing curries. Uh, it's a pub, but it's an Indian at the same time. So um, it, they do Indian cuisine. Um, and that is one of the first things that we're, you know, sort of going to do yeah. is to go and have a curry because um, we have missed that a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, that, it's that side of it. And you've been, I assume, because I, I mean, obviously I've met your beautiful children. Uh, you've been homeschooling. How's that yes. gone? Um, Colin wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Colin's looking at me like, I, I don't know. You answer this question. I haven't got a clue. Um, it, it's been really good for for our two um especially because our, our uh, so for, for those of you that don't know our son is 14 uh, his name is reese um and our daughter is 12 and her name is fion um so they're in year eight and year nine respectively um and for the most part they get on with it themselves they don't require um any input other than uh they need us to sort of wake them up in the morning and sort of give them a nudge and say crack on with it um, but but for the most part, they they're quite self sufficient in in sort of what they're doing. So yeah, uh, for, for us, it's just been more of an observational exercise. Um, we've had a few sessions where we've sat down to do some maths work, and I've just gone, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're back in school um, a little bit before Easter, uh, and then full time after right. Easter. So they're looking forward yeah, to that. I can imagine. There's a, uh, one of my other clients told me a story where. His son was being proper aggy, so he'd got his iPad up and was being aggy about some maths or something and arguing with his dad. And his dad, in the end, in a fit of pique, said, well, if you're not going to fucking listen to me, I am not paying attention. Slammed the iPad closed, only to realise the iPad was propped up in front of the laptop on which the teacher was on the webcam. (laughs) 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 I love that would be me. You just know that would be me. Um, completely co- cocking it all up. Uh, but I do, I've heard lots of stories of uh, homeschooling. And, and I think in, uh, we haven't had to do it. My kids are that bit older. So Jake's at uni and Harriet's, well, she's, I mean, we suddenly became empty nesters. So Harriet left home, um, which is slightly weird to do that in a lockdown. You talk about psychological challenges. I can see shadows. You've got teenagers moving around your house, haven't you? I can- we have. I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. It's really uh, funny. In fact, Reese is just getting ready to go for a haircut. That's what he's doing. Because uh, you're allowed. It's the first day of haircuts today. So if he could um, leave the room, that would be amazing. <laughs> Sorry, Reese. <laughs> Not that you can hear me because you're on headphones. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a drummer too, isn't he? He is yes, a drummer. All the best yeah, people. I think that's that's been um, quite difficult doing drum lessons and stuff online because he's not been able to go face to face. Um, so yeah, but I mean, uh, overall, like I said, the kids have been quite self-sufficient and there's just a few, um, you know, times where we've had to kind of sit down and help them, uh, you know, sit and explain things that even we don't understand, but try and help them understand it. Uh, but, but for the most, I mean, you know, I feel really sorry for the, the, the people who have young kids who are trying to do this and teach ABCs and, things like that uh, you know we're very thankful that we've not had to do that yeah, i noticed so, that the, the bbc yeah. were laying on lots and lots and lots and still are and it's it's amazing of lessons for kids but what they actually needed was lessons for parents to teach the kids yeah. <laughs> that's the resource <laughs> you know here's how to teach phonetics <laughs> you know, phonemes yeah. and things. Uh, so the two yeah. of you have worked together for uh, 15 years ish give or yeah. Yep. 2005 we started working late 2005 we started working is that together. how you met no 
No, we were together um, from 2004 and I started working for the societies in 2004. Uh, but I was, we were together before I started working for the society. So it wasn't like I started working there and then we started seeing each other. Um, and Colin was full time at the post office. Yes. And then, and then you joined the team hmm. about a year after. So that. I mean, this is where we're headed round to. What is it like working so closely? In particular, I think lockdown has put a magnifying glass on husband and wife teams. Whether you're a photographer or pair of photographers or whether like myself and Sarah, Sarah uh, runs the business and I do the creative, or in your case, the two of you have distinct and clear roles within the societies. What is it like working as a husband and wife team? You know, I think we work really well together because, you know, we both know what each each other's pros and cons are. So, you know, I I think we work really well as a team. Uh, You know, Terry's got some fantastic you know, things that she does and then she knows where I struggle on other bits and we kind of like work each other, you know, uh, the, the work she's done on the, the mentoring and the judging and the qualification side of the business has been, you know, immense. She's really transformed the, the qualifications, not just what we do here in the societies, but I truly believe that she, she's, she's changed the, um, what's the right word, the, the the whole judging scene in the in the UK alone, um, you know, the ways we judge and uh, you know, putting in a program of um, of you know points that we look at and um, just building a whole system, really. Build, building, a, you know, uh, and a, a very open system that anybody can, you know, certainly the twenty by sixteen down in London, anybody can come and watch the judging, um, and I think that's that's been such a testament to how well she's worked over the last you know ten years or so, building up that team and that system. Um, and um, yeah, she's she's done fantastic doing that. Um, you know, but as you know, I kind of said before, I kind of like I work more on the benefits and uh, you work bigger picture stuff, and then I work details. So it yeah, works quite true. well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we tend to uh, Colin will bounce big ideas off me, and then I will sit down and say, "How are we going to make this work?" That, that's probably quite that, true. That, that, that <laughs> I'll come up with something. And go, this is Ace and Antes goes. Have you thought about doing this? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. Have I? But. It's going to work, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I tend to be, um, Colin tends to be, yeah, quite idealistic and I tend to be very realistic right. um, as far as time and resources and, and how to do things and how to put systems. I require a system for everything, I'm sure you know, yep. Paul. Um, and, and Colin requires very little, uh, very little systems in place at all. So, um, uh, But then at the same time, he also helps me to, to, to look bigger and to think of, of bigger things. Because I'll sometimes come to him with, with a tiny little adjustment or a change. And he'll say, well, what about this? And it's it's a bigger idea and a better idea that, that we've not even thought of. Um, I mean, we've worked together. Uh, I know lockdown has kind of confined us to uh, these four walls. But we have been working within three feet of each other now for, as I said, 15, 16 years. So for, for that it hasn't changed it's not you know we still wake up in the morning and we still are together for our um working day yeah. uh you know uh, so a lot of it's not changed um well it, yeah. it's i think i think because as paul said because you work on quite a specific part of the business even though we're working together you know Tez does we don't own, work together, t- together do we t- like do, yeah you know like the, the obviously as we said the judging the qualifications the competitions 
you know, that's Terry's that's Terry's baby, so to speak, and we just leave her to get on you with that. You don't get involved in that, do you? No, definitely do not get involved in that. You know, <laughs> even if an email comes in, I just forward that straight on. We're, we're not getting involved in it. Sometimes he, uh, he, Colin gets invited onto uh, podcasts such as this, uh, and I am not invited. And then they ask him all the questions that, um, you know, are essentially what I do. And I'll sit here because obviously we're in the house and I can hear him talking. And I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get his attention to, to sort of, you know, uh, answer it from my point of view, which is quite You're trying to get his attention to direct him. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's be honest about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we work on individual parts of the business and there are some things that we collaborate on. But but for the vast majority, we just get on with our sort of in individual things. I mean, we've got quite a, a smallish team, I suppose you'd say, in the office. You know, as I say, there's five of us. That's me, Terry, Ben, Holly, and Kendra, and and we work really well together. You know, we've been uh, a team now for you know many many years. Um, I think nine years we've been together as a complete team. So the yeah. five of us. Uh, you know, o- over nine years, so you know we're we're a quite quite a tight knit group. Yeah, so I mean, we just work really well together. You know, Ben and Holly and Kendra, they they tend to look after all the uh, you know the admin of, of the organisations. That includes you know contact forms, putting members on, sending out information packs, sending out the new members packs and the you know the, the members cards and all that kind of stuff, and dealing with consumer inquiries that we get. Uh, ben also looks after the website and stuff like that. So. We've all got kind of like specific roles within the organisation and it, it works really well because we know that we yeah. can just leave people to get on with those those roles and then we can just concentrate on those bits. We just dance around each other, don't we? And it's almost like we don't need to think about it now because, you know, if, if say, a contact form comes in, it gets sent to all of us, but we know who's going to deal with it before, you know, as we're reading it and we don't need to say, oh, have you done this or have you done this? It's just like, we're like a well-oiled machine, really, that just goes round and round. So, of course, yeah. I mean, all of the nice stories are nice stories and it's always lovely to know that the organisation of which I'm both a member <laughs> and I do a little bit of judging uh, is so well-oiled, to use your phrase, but that's not funny. What I want to know is, what <laughs> I want to know is, <laughs> when it goes wrong, what goes wrong and how do you fix it? What do oh, you wow. row about? Oh. What do we row about? We, I, I know this sounds really cliche, but we very rarely row. Um, because she normally wins, <laughs> that's why. So I, I just don't get involved. <laughs> um, we're, um, the, so as I said, the funniest things have been where Colin's been on a live call or a podcast and he's saying something and I categorically disagree <laughs> with what he's saying or, or he's not quite got it right. So I'm stu- I'm sat here where we're sat now um, and our dining table is, is sort of here. I'm pointing so Paul can see. Uh, and I'm literally doing this and this and yeah. this, you know, sort of uh, trying to get his attention. I'm not um, going to try and describe we... the various hand actions you've just done because <laughs> this is going out as an audio-only <laughs> podcast. But trust me, it was worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we um, we d- we row more when when Colin is forcing me to do something big uh, and and sort of scary. And he's always he always encourages me, but I'm I'm kind of I don't like changing the way that I do things so that the last 12 months has been him you know pushing me to say okay you can do this you can do this um and me saying I don't want to right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so so for example the um 
the end of year judging, which you yeah. were involved with, um, was done via Zoom. Um, and that was very scary for, for me to not have you guys here in, in person to do it. Um, uh, so we did have a few arguments about that because at one point I just said, I'm just not doing it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Colin was like, you have to do it. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. And, you know, obviously that was me being a child. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he, you know, Colin ended up helping me set it all up and things and... And we, we got it done and it was yeah. great, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had its, it did have its challenges. That is, a, I think Zoom judging yeah. is tricky. Um, it is, yeah. I, if, if, there's, yeah. if I could say goodbye to two things, I think, from this year, one would be overly long hair and Zoom. Yeah. And, and, and Zoom <laughs> yeah, would definitely. be a priority to get rid of out of my life. Um, yeah. Oh, I do have a funny oh, story from the live awards night that we did. Oh, yeah. Um, were you log? You I were logged, logged on, on for yeah, that call. Yeah, you, you watched the. Um, so did you see me disappear? No. About five minutes in. No. So we'd um, we'd obviously done a few run throughs um, of the live presentation, and me and Juliet were, were presenting the awards uh, were live on the Friday night, and we'd spent the day going through it. You know, reading the script, making sure that um, you know we knew exactly what we were going to say and, and do. Um, so then. 7.30 comes around and that little red light goes on and we are live to thousands of people. Um, and then about three minutes in, my laptop just turned nice. off. Yeah. Just turned off. Yeah. It, just, it just literally, the screen went black. And I said, I think I'm having technical issues. And then it literally just turned off. Um, so then, so bearing in mind, Colin is in another room running the presentation. So he can't leave his computer to help me because he's the one clicking the buttons to left and right. So I'm, I'm, you know, trying to um, restart my laptop and I'm, I'm effing and jeffing and, and trying to get it all sorted. Comes running in the room. And to be fair, Juliet just took over. She did. Ter- Terry's part wonderfully because we had this script all wrote. It was she, seamless. It was seamless. It? So she she just managed to pick up the lines and just roll on. So Terry was running and going, <laughs> and I was like, I can't leave my laptop because I'm literally following Juliet's lead on the presentation and she's just carrying on. It's like, oh no, how do we do this? Anyway, this was during the the trade awards part of the the, um, the, the part of the presentation. And we knew we had a video scheduled for in the middle between the trade awards and the member awards we had a short three minute video that was on membership and i knew i needed to be back online by the time that that video ended and i had about six minutes between when i left and when i had to be back on so i restarted my computer and i set i tried to set everything back up i didn't get everything quite there um and i i managed to get back on the software just literally five seconds before the video ended and as as my camera clicked on colin went live with me just my face (laughs) literally i could hear i could hear the music of the video come into that end piece and i was like oh no we've literally got seconds to go and i heard the little uh stream yard ping goes to say someone's just logged on as a guest and i hit it as quick as i could and it just went boom straight on (laughs) and i just went and the nominees for architectural <laughs> art. I didn't pick up on it that, until Juliet said something. She said something like, I, I dealt with that lot fine, but I couldn't have dealt with this next bit on my own or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, 
she uh, uh juliet struggles um she'll she'll say herself that she she has dyslexia and she struggles with pronouncing names any names um you know she, she struggles a lot um our daughter's called fion uh, and juliet has even struggled for, for many years to, to say fion um uh, correctly so so for, for for her having me to announce all of the nominee names uh was was necessary yeah. uh so she couldn't have really gone on by herself um and and she would have done obviously uh, if if needs be but which is why i knew i had to be back online specifically yeah. at the end of that video um for it all to sort of um you know come back and and we did it and we got through it and to be honest a lot of people didn't even notice that i disappeared so that's as well i must admit i didn't notice until juliet acknowledged it and and then i noticed yeah. obviously yeah. um oh something's gone yeah. wrong but i didn't know what it was but there is something yeah. there is something so. uniquely scary when tech goes wrong during live i mean yeah. uh, colin you'll know yeah. that as a musician yeah. as well you know it's, well well, I mean, the, the thing is, when you're doing it live in, you know, in front of people, they can see, yeah. can't they? And they can see what's going on. So, you know, if, you know, your PA goes down or, you know, if we were doing the awards live and one of the mics went down, you can adapt. But when you're doing it online, nobody can see what's yeah. going on in the background. They just yeah. see that live feed, what's going out. Yeah. Um, and all they saw was me disappear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, nobody knew that my laptop had overheated. And, and and also, you know, obviously for Juliet, if we were at the awards dinner, she would have seen that yeah. Terry was having technical, but because Juliet was in a different building and a different house and a yeah. different street and everything, you know, all she saw was Terry, something going slightly wrong. And she goes, oh, I think we may have lost Terry now. Yeah. And then and then just carried on. So, uh, you know, it presented its own problems. But, you know, I, it worked out really well. Uh, everyone everyone loved the night anyway. So that, that was really good. I and think also it just made us a little bit more um, human. human. <laughs> to not have everything go 100% smoothly. I think it just sums up 2020, yeah, say, to be honest. That's a, that's a very yeah. 2020 story, isn't it? One, one of the, yeah. one of the yeah, Zoom yeah. feeds went down. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. a story that we will tell our grandchildren, I'm thinking. Um, I mean, yeah. through this whole uh, period of time, I mean, you guys, like all of the associations out there, are frontline, uh, you're a frontline resource and a frontline vent for photographers yeah. and for the photography industry. Mm -hmm. What's it been like? How have photographers reacted and behaved during this time? To be, to be honest, I think it's been quite varied, depending on uh, you know each photographer and you know Their circumstances. We, yeah, and we we serve a lot of uh, you know well, disciplines of photography, not just wedding and portraits. We've got a massive nature and wildlife uh, group uh, of photographers. Yeah. We've got uh, we're building our commercial industrial. That that's a really uh, upcoming kind of like society that we're working on as well. Um, you know, and I think each uh, each genre of photography, as well as each person, has taken it slightly different. Yeah. Obviously, for the nature and wildlife photographers, they've had a little bit more time yeah. to actually do what they love doing because the majority of them are either doing it because, you know, for the passion of it. Um, and, you know, generally they're working outside on their own anyway. So they've been quite free of the restrictions unless there's been any travel restrictions in. Also, quite a lot of them have been on furlough from their sort of full time jobs, which has enabled yeah. them to do stuff during the week. So to actually yeah. enjoy it more. So, yeah. uh, you know, they, they've pretty much carried on. Uh, if not more so than than usual, uh, you know, for the the wedding and portrait side, it, it's uh, it's been re it's been quite quite a mixed bag. You know, some people 
had taken the opportunity to to go for early retirement, for instance. Um, some people have uh, carried on pushing and just doing, uh, you know, work when they've been allowed to work, and uh, in the meantime, they've been you know updating all their business practices and websites and marketing materials and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's 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 been it's quite different, and we've seen a lot of people actually entering the industry as well in this time. Um, that's definitely happened. We've seen quite a few few new yeah. people entering the industry. As I said before, some people have actually changed what they've been doing. So uh, we've seen quite a few people shifting over to brand photography and stuff like that, or um, doing small product photography because they've been able to do that during yeah. uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, so people have been you know shooting for catalogs and stuff like that. That's been um, a saving grace for quite a few uh, few of our members. So I would say on the whole. Because of um, because we've been quite enthusiastic and we've continued to offer things uh, such as the webinars and and the the mentoring and things like that because we've been enthusiastic about that. That That's is, your is end. literally uh, yeah, that is our end. The uh, the builders have started up next door. You know how you said at the start of your podcast, your neighbour stopped. Well, our neighbour started. I can hear, I can hear my headphones. I'm just lifting a headphone to see if it is my next door neighbour's now. I don't know streaming no but it's not our neighbor is having a wall <laughs> really? built i think so, they're having one um, knocked down first by the sound of it <laughs> <laughs> it's just sod's law though isn't um, it the minute i set up microphones somewhere somebody is going to get involved i did a podcast at the convention i recorded a podcast with david bostock at the convention the last time right, we could have yeah. a convention and sat down at the end where it was all nice and quiet and of course coincided it with a a couple of drunk people wanting to play the piano and then, and then B, <laughs> as people left, it happened to be quite close to the lift, the only lift. Right. And oh, of course, no. it was just a steady stream. Not, I didn't mind the walkthrough because it was a chatty bar. I didn't mind the background sound. It was the people saying, all right, Paul. <laughs> Hang on, bear with me. It's what? <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, thanks. <laughs> so that bit, I'm going to cut out the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we found something to trim. Oh, well, it's just our cleaners. They'd uh, stolen our duster by accident. So they were just oh. returning it in the background. Um, that's not so bad, except for the fact that our burglar alarm is set to a... Um, it sends a beep out through the building every time the front door opens. Cause, yeah. Cause right, I, I, yeah. You need to know somebody's come in. So, yeah, that's, that's what you heard in the background. Chaos, utter chaos. That's my life. <laughs> uh, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, uh, we were talking... Uh, lifts at the convention. Uh, yeah, we were talking about lifts at the convention. But before that, we were talking about behaviours and uh, changes you've seen in the industry. Uh, I have to ask you, uh, I love talking to people who are at, sort of in the hubs of the industry. So people who sit in the middle, because, of course, you have all the stories and you have yeah. you are the aggregators of knowledge the rest of us see our verticals we see the bits we're involved in but as yeah. a rule the people in the associations the judges the trainers uh, the organizers and if there was one thing if there's one thing you see or hear from photographers that just makes you want to do that thing that hong kong fooey's cat used to do that <laughs> thing put your head in your hands what would it be Put our head in our hands. I think, um, really, because because we are in the position that we're in as an association, um, we're there to help people. So when when you say put your head in your hands, 
we don't do that we see that as an opportunity to give people advice and help people um so yeah there are some people you know that come to us and and they have things or ideas or or they don't have things and ideas um uh, you know uh, of of where they're going to go and where this year is going to take them um but we just really see that as an, an opportunity to to help people uh, and to give them resources and and the means to achieve their goals. Um, so yeah, there isn't much that makes me put my head in in, in my hands, if I'm honest. Not work wise, oh, anyway. Ter- I mean, we've got two teenagers, wow. so you know they they pretty much do it for for the home oh, life. Terry, I, you know you're being recorded, and that was a very good answer. <laughs> 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 but I've had a drink with the both of you, and I know that's not the whole truth. Because this industry isn't. This industry is full of characters, and it's full of. It is one one thing that we've definitely learned, uh, not just in the last twelve months, but in the last um, you know fifteen, sixteen years, is that you have to treat people as individuals and meet people where they're at. Um, and we've had many people over the years that um, you know we we've uh, you know invested in, and they've invested in us, um, and and things have just not come to fruition for for one reason or another. Um, but yeah, the vast majority of the membership are keen to. Uh, develop themselves and keen to get involved um you know with things so so yeah we're very lucky that we don't have uh, many people who push us to that point of uh, putting our head in our hands <laughs> <laughs> but, but we all have them uh and i was yeah. I, I just always pray that it's not me that's always because i'm i'm a photographer like everybody else you know the whole kind of over time as I've evolved into doing judging and mentoring and training and all of those things it doesn't hide the fact that I'm just a guy with a camera like every other photographer was is yeah and I have all of the same foibles and I and I think also as as a musician and I think and Colin you'd appreciate the parallels like I do is there yeah yeah it's it's quite surprising the commonality between uh musicians and photographers and that, that, that kind of goes for every aspect, you know, not just the kind of artistic, but when you look at the business of the music yeah. industry, certainly, you know, the um, the grassroots stuff and what photographers do, they're both going through yeah. the same same issues. You know, there's the same problems with marketing or the same problems with getting pay and the same problems with, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Um, yeah, there is it, the parallels, as you say, is, is just amazing. And I've sat in seminars before uh, where... You know, one of uh, our members is saying, oh, this is how I get new business and go, you know, that would work really well in the music industry as well. You know, if you're a a wedding band or something like that, do you know, the same the same kind of marketing strategies do cross over as well. It's 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 quite. Yeah. As you say, it's um, interesting to see the parallels between the two industries. Really, really quite the same strategies, but the same insecurities and same same paranoias and foibles. I I don't know. I don't know whether there ever will be a day when i pick up the camera and not feel ever so slightly i mean in in this world i describe it as nervous in my old world i describe it as stage fright yeah. but right. essentially the same thing it's a it's a performance anxiety it's the adrenaline rush it's the bit that fires you up actually um, yeah. but yeah. It's, it threads yeah. its way out into all aspects of running a business that wraps around creativity um which i yeah. find really interesting. yeah i mean i think i speak to a lot of judges um you know, especially when they're judging at the the live um, 20 by 16. And, you know, I ask them how they are and they say, oh, I'm really nervous. I, you know, I'm being part of such a big team and and having such a big audience and things like that. And I think I'd be slightly worried if if judges came up to me and said that they were fine. 
and that they were not nervous i think that would as a as head of judges that would scare me a little bit more (laughs) i i need the judges to just have that little bit of anxiety um because i think it shows that they value what they're doing and they know that that it's a big deal um and that i trust them to do it so so yeah yeah i I think there's there's um, an awful lot of i i think there's it's easy to misdiagnose the adrenaline rush with fear they're, they're linked yeah. but they're to do with adrenaline i think it's a performance thing um and yeah, i think yeah definitely. you should when you particularly with live judging where you know you've got to do the bit where they hand you the microphone <laughs> yes where, when the chairperson says um paul can we have a comment from you please and you look at them as if to say i hate yeah, you that's it. <laughs> I mean, well you know what i'm like it's very rare that i don't have a comment um, yeah yeah you're very but, good to well be fair. The, the problem is and and you gave i mean I, it stuck in my mind you gave one of the greatest preambles into judging that i'd ever heard uh, it was my first time judging um and when was that at the judges meeting yeah 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 and it was all about the behaviors you'd expect and how to at the end of the day we're as a as a judge in a live environment we're a combination of things we're mentoring we're motivating we are judging and assessing but we're also entertaining you yeah. know there's no point in very dryly <laughs> sitting there talking about i don't know um the merits of the golden ratio uh, you know that's that the people in the room want to hear it but they also want to enjoy hearing it in in the same yeah. way that a great ted talk or a great lecture or a great teacher sticks in your mind and you've got all of this stuff going on and then you have it, it's always the one picture that comes up that i'm the least qualified and I think every judge goes through this. I'm the least qualified to comment. It might be a genre that, yeah, as judges, we're trained to assess all genres of images, of course. But it'd be yeah. one that, do you know what? I've never shot an image like that. And I'm looking yeah. at it thinking, what, what do I give that is constructive from my reference points that is still yeah. going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting and entertaining and engaging, respectful, because the author, yeah. my job is not to destroy an author ever. No matter what I think about yeah. the picture, my job is to encourage and motivate, as with all judges. And so that's why there's pressure. That's why we get nervous. <laughs> because you sit with a room of 100 people or whatever it is behind you and hoping that what you say is taken in the yeah. right spirit. Yeah. yeah. And, and judges like yourself, um, uh, especially, you know, uh, those of you who have the gift of the gab. Um, not Rude. not. <laughs> What I mean is that you've got your um, your your voice carries very well and you're very passionate. So as a chairperson, when I have a panel of judges and perhaps an image comes up that I know needs more of an in-depth critique and and a lot of encouragement to the author. As a chairperson, I'm going to naturally gravitate towards judges such as yourself, um, who I know can take it and 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 run with it and do a very good job. Uh, you're shaking your head, but I know that that's a that's true it as a fact. Terrifies um, me. I, and I'm very lucky to have a large number of of you guys on on our team. Uh, we have a very good team at the societies. Um, I'm very blessed. Uh, so yeah, you judges like you uh, make chairpersons' lives easier. So just just right. know that when that when an, when a chairperson picks on you and you think why, just take it as a compliment. As the, as the sweat <laughs> is dripping down the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> people, the thing is, all, all people can see from the room because of course we talk to the image, we address the image. Yeah. 
And I don't, so they see yeah, the back of I don't of your know head. if audiences realise how weird that feels to know the audience is actually behind me and I'm talking to an image. It's a yeah. very strange relationship. Um, and I, I, well, you know, I love it. I mean, I, th- I think every photographer should learn to judge. Um, I've, I cannot tell for any any photographers listening to this if you get the opportunity to at whatever level, whether it's at a camera club, whether it's with an association or society or the nationals or whatever do it because it is it's a yeah it's, I a, agree. it's both a pleasure and a privilege but it's also a massive learn it's huge yeah and that that's why our judging school is open to everybody is it i didn't know that it's oh, they yeah should do it. it's open do to it. everybody a- a- anybody can come they don't even have to be a member they don't have to be qualified they don't have to have any experience they could have been in the photography industry for two weeks not even own a camera and they can come to the judging school they don't even have to have aspirations to be a judge do they no, really no you know, and a lot of people who come don't have aspirations to be a judge um they they come to learn more uh, f- for the benefit of their own yeah. business the one the um, one thing we know. did a couple of years ago we went on tour me and terry and terry did a fantastic um just a one day uh, one day intro- introduction to judging yeah introduction, wasn't it? To introduction to judging. and we went up and down the country doing it yeah and um, we, we started off down south and then went all the way up to scotland and it was started off in the morning Taz did all the theory um you know went through the elements that we look at and then gradually throughout the day started bringing prints out and saying right let's discuss this together and then towards the end of the afternoon they actually sat on panels of five uh, as a judging team and would yeah. score images and just had a little um, bit of a go at it in, yeah. in a safe environment where you know if they were to say something um or, or do something that 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 wouldn't uh, necessarily be uh, deemed correct or or appropriate. They could have a go yeah. in, in a situation think also, that, that's safe. Yeah. Also, what it gave it gave the people that attended that introduction to judging day uh, a kind of um, a newfound respect, respect for the judges, for the judges yeah. because they realised it's you know it, there's a lot of information that the judges have to process really quickly to come to that score. It's not just you know oh that's seventy five or oh, that one I'll yeah. give that one eighty two. There's the, the, an actual process. There's a process to it. You have to justify yeah. justify each score that you give, and and I think, I think quite a few of them struggled on the comments as well, because then you'd say, right, you've given that an eighty-two. Why have yeah. you given it an eighty-two? And then you've got to back it up with yeah. with, with some form of facts comment and, and facts critique, and, yeah. and critiques. Uh, so it's really good, and you know what? We definitely want to do that again. That tour yeah. is a fantastic tour. Yeah, love 100%. to do that again. So you know, if you are interested and you're listening and you want to. Uh, book yourself onto that pop terry an email and uh, we'll start collating the list because it's something that i'd love to do again once yeah. restrictions allow us to and even the next judging school yeah we'll be yeah, running yeah. running one yeah, of I them th- i think if, if you're listening to this as a photographer and you get the opportunity to go and learn how to judge uh, i can't imagine a more valuable way of improving not just not just it. the way you take pictures but the way you then go through your culls later and and, yeah. and also understand why sometimes a picture doesn't do well, because the number yeah. of times I've walked into a bar and got harangued. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can well, imagine. Just, I mean, I remember one guy at a camera club, and he was he was a properly, I mean, a finger jabbing. You know, why didn't my image do well? And it was I wasn't the judge. He was talking about a previous judging and showed me the images, and trying to explain to people that actually the thing that you have to remember about competitions, as opposed to the judging, is we're trained as judges to assess an image and talk to the image and pull out the points that we think we're going to take marks off for or put marks on for whichever way around you do it but at the end of the day it's a ranking exercise 
almost it always. Yeah. It's very rare that it's not. Usually, we're going to rank them from the very best to those that near a little, maybe need a little bit more work based on the opinions of or the assessment of those particular judges. And sometimes the image just doesn't do very well because there were three other images that were scored better on that day. It's not that your image wasn't good. I think for, for us, because we've got the score categories, we um, we split them into five points. So we have, um, you know, uh, 65 to 69, 70 to 74, 75. So we're, we're, we're grouping them um, in the yeah. different categories um, rather than scoring it on a whole big, you know, list of, of 100 to, down to 65. Um, so each image will fall into a category. Um, which I think is quite good because then you can, as a photographer, look at the other images that fell within your category and know that you're within five points yeah. of, you know, of them. Um, and then obviously for us, uh, any image over uh, X amount gets through to the finals. And at finals, it's not a ranking process really based on the scores that um, they've already had because their scores get um taken away reset, so you just but it, yeah, it, they but it's then a new ranking exercise um, with all of the images that made yeah. it it's still a ranking <laughs> exercise it is yeah but i'm not um for instance because you say for instance score not necessarily the highest scoring image from the first round will win that's right yeah, is yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah. um so yeah that's not the way that it yeah. works but, but, um, but also you know i'd really encourage anyone listening to to come to the open judging at the convention definitely. oh yeah 20 by 16 you know, it's, uh, it's complete, free. completely free to attend. You don't even need to register. You can just turn up and walk through the door. Uh, we generally have four or five rooms uh, dedicated yeah. to different parts. So one will be a wedding, one will be portrait. Uh, and then there'll be the uh, the non-social genres, you know, like landscape and wildlife. Uh, you know, and just come in and just sit in the room and listen. It's a, it, You know, that is an invaluable learning experience, just sitting there listening. You know, we've done the same when we go over to WPPI uh, in Las Vegas. You know, we'll go to their uh, 1620 judging and just watch the judging process, listen to the judges critiquing the images, you know, and it's such a, a, a valuable learning experience to sit there. Yeah, we've done it several different ways. So we've been over to WPPI and we've just gone as um, patrons and, and enjoyed ourselves and um, just sort of been leisurely, you know, walking around. And, and I always pop in all the different rooms anyway. Uh, to have a listen i could i could sit and listen to judging for days and days but then we've also been over and we've been involved as well uh, things like print handling and judging um and, and you know we, again we're we're lo always looking for people to join our print handling team we're always looking for people to help us behind the scenes on things uh volunteer you know help at the convention so again that's something that's, that people can get involved with to see a real um you know sort of behind the scenes of how it all runs and if, if anyone ever tells me they want to be a judge I always tell them to be a print handler yeah. first because I think it just gives a newfound respect as well for what the print handlers do and uh, and things. And we, again, we have a fantastic team of print handlers. And they're sometimes the unsung heroes of, of the convention oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. they, they literally yeah. work solid, yeah. you know, two, three days yeah. nonstop. And then they're kind of forgotten about when it when it comes to everything else. And so, no, they do a fantastic job. We do job and, up and we, a lot, we really we? appreciate all the effort they put in because without them, you know, the the competition just wouldn't run. We wouldn't be able to do it. So, well, you know, a massive shout out to them. I think the same with the same with all of our benefits and membership. Uh, if you're if you're in membership with us, you will really get out of it what you yep. put in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you get involved and you you take advantage of every single benefit of membership that is open to you, then um, I, I would say that that will put you on good footing for um, for having a more successful business because you will have our support and be involved with everything that we do. 
Um, so yeah, and we have, a, you know, we talk to people and we have done over the last few years where people who are struggling and people who are trying to decide if photography is even still for them. Um, and the more we talk to them and, and the more we sort of get them involved with what we're doing, the more positive they are about staying in the industry. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I sometimes, it's one of those interesting conversations about uh, cause and correlation. I think the evidence I've seen I can hear in my headphones that you're having that wall knocked down. I know, I'm That's so right. sorry. It's quite funny. At least it's not my end. It makes a change for it not to be my end. Um, based on the, the evidence that I've seen in the industry, the, the, the photographers that tend to do well are the photographers you're absolutely right would use all of those resources. Now, whether it's because they use the resources or whether it's tied to the fact that those kinds of people do well, who knows? But it's yeah. definitely true that there's an awful lot that is out there for you to get involved with, and it can do you nothing but give you benefit. It can't hurt. It can't hurt you. It takes some time, yeah. but every minute I've ever put into well anything to do with the industry, on the whole, I've got it back with just a little bit more. You know, yeah. it, pay, it pays Agreed. you back. It, yeah. it can be yeah. brutal, and it can take up effort and energy. But. And for us, we love nothing more than people coming to us and, and asking for help or yeah. getting involved with the mentoring or, or going towards, or even popping me a message saying, um, you know, by the end of this month, I will submit for qualification. I am going to yeah. do this. And then, you know, I love, I, and then I chase them up a week after and say, how are you getting on? You know, I'm em I am emotionally invested with every single person who has gone through our mentoring or qualifications for the last 10, 12 yeah. years. And I'm still emotionally invested in, in people who have, you know, come and gone since then. And, and for, for us, it, it is it comes from that deep root of wanting to help people, which we both yeah. have yeah. Um, a, a passion yeah. for that. I, th yeah. I think as photographers, I think as photographers, to be successful, you have to be positive and energetic. You have to be out there. Yes. You, you have to be. You have to find and a proactive. way to be proactive. Yeah, it, it won't come to you on yeah. a plate. Same as, no. <laughs> same no. as the poor old musicians. You know, it, yeah. it just it isn't going to come to you on a plate. Talent, talent isn't enough. Um, yeah. there's a lot of other things and yeah I mean you can have a, a super talented photographer who finds the actual art of taking photographs quite simple but if they don't have uh, the social media presence or a website or a business plan or a marketing plan or support or or the drive and the passion to get up in the morning and to take those steps forward uh, in their career then just having that that simple um, talent as a photographer themselves it's not enough no absolutely it's Abs not enough absolutely I, I could not agree with you more uh, and almost as if this uh, podcast was scripted which it isn't <laughs> and for anyone who knows me you know it isn't uh, but you led us neatly to the convention because we are closing out or starting Amazing. to close out the uh, podcast but I'd love to know what are the plans for the convention 2022 uh, what can we look forward to? Let's let's put an assumption in. Let's let's put an assumption in that life will have returned to. Uh, I don't think the word normal is appropriate necessarily, but something where COVID isn't the everyday headline. Um, what uh, what can we look forward to? Well, sure. I mean, we we've already booked the dates in for next year, so uh, yeah. it's, it's running from Wednesday the sixteenth to Saturday the nineteenth of March, twenty twenty two. So they're the dates to, to put... Is that like 365 days near enough yeah. to go? Yeah. Near so enough does that mean we're going to be there on Mother's yeah. Day? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. No, because it's not... Uh, oh, no, because it doesn't run it on doesn't a Sunday. It doesn't run on a Sunday. Oh, okay. It doesn't right. run on a Sunday. We, we, we run Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're really planning uh, to 
you know, at minimum to have it as the same as what we did in uh, 2020 now. Yeah, uh, to get my date sorted in my head. Uh, you know, so we're certainly looking at doing, the, you know, the master classes, the super classes, uh, the, you know, the trade show, um, the awards night, the 20 by 16 and all those things that, that make the event so special for everyone. You know, we're, we're, we're really hoping to put on, you know, a, a, a normal convention, so to speak. There's nothing. Uh, there's you know, who <laughs> knew that that would ever be a privilege I to know, run a normal I know, event? I know. And also, whoever called the convention normal? Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing normal about the convention and that's why we all love it so much. I think we're all going to um come back appreciating it uh, just that little bit more. I know that we are as staff. Um we've really missed not running the convention this year. Um uh, you know, myself especially, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but um, to not have the 20 by 16 print judging, that was my baby. We, you know, uh, that I've been in charge of that since it, it, it came about um, in 2005, 2006, one or the other. Um, so to have a year where that hasn't happened is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Um, so to to come back next year and, and hopefully do a bigger show um, and because I'm sure the excitement will run through for people and they will you know attend and and, and make it special that way so yeah we the dates are booked in and as far as we're concerned we'll be uh, ready to rock and roll and as I said that's kind of like the minimum we're hoping for that's you know, what, to, yeah, you know, yeah. To, to run it you know in 2022 as we did in 2020 you know and if restrictions he's well enough you know we're, we're, we're planning to really push all the you know push it out as far as we can and yeah. you know really uh it would be nice make it want to remember because every, yeah. there's there's that pent-up demand yeah. of everybody wants to uh, you know be in the bar together and sharing a pint and you know hopefully talking about how well 2021 <laughs> went and um you know um well, I, even just doing the things that we planned for 2020 yeah. um for instance the um Sorry, not 2020. For this year, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we'd plan to expand the 20 by 16 judging and add in another judging room and have bring even more judges in and have it be even bigger um, than I'm still here. Than, my, than my, what it was. I just noticed my screen has gone off, but I have no idea why. Now, luck, uh, luckily, <laughs> we're, we're coming to the end. So now you can't see me. I'm going to kick back and uh, drink my gin, <laughs> gin and tonic in the background. Um, so yeah uh, it will be good just to put those things in place but uh, I am super excited for it already Um, let's hope we can make it into a bit of a party as well I think yeah I I think we all need a bit of a party it'll be amazing I'm looking forward to it already Uh, I cannot I cannot tell you Uh, what a lovely lovely thing to be able to talk to you and just it's just nice to see smiley faces on my screens (laughs) Uh, I know mine has just disappeared I'm assuming uh, my camera's died I'm assuming (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't really matter as long as my voice is still recording all as well uh so the last question the usual question a nominator book uh last time it was uh the judge's handbook i think from you terry uh yeah the judge the book, the of, book judges. of judges yes which i've yeah. i now have two copies of because i forgot i already owned it and ordered another copy <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i totally got it uh i can't remember why i got it i picked it up somewhere is it terry donnelly is it terry no no, uh, I can't remember the author. We've, we've got yeah. a copy upstairs, but um, it's uh, packed away in boxes at the moment. It's a great um, book. It's a fantastic book. Uh, but you've already yeah. nominated that one, so you've got to nominate another one as a husband. And we have another one oh, here. Oh, good. I like yeah. that. Go on then. Tell me what it is. 
So uh, we're going to go with one what's hot off the press, which is Richard Bradbury's new book, and it's Mastering Lighting and Flash Photography. Mastering Lighting and Flash Photography. So that's got to be Mitch on uh, the same brand as our Mastering Portrait Photography. That sounds Ooh, like... Uh, oh, God, what's the name? What's the publisher? Oh, uh, I did have it up before. Uh, and, and, yeah, and it something. sounds something, isn't it? Uh, I, should, I should know my publisher. <laughs> Am Ammonite. Am Ammonite. Ammonite. That's the one. Ammonite. Yeah, so uh, that's literally hot off the press. It's been launched this month, I believe, March. So um, it's either out or due to come out in the next couple of weeks. We received a copy in the office. It's a fantastic book, you know, yeah, uh, really as you'd yeah. expect from Richard. Um, you know, the uh, the details he goes into is, is, is brilliant. So uh, a, a fantastic book to have on your shelf and well worth a read. Okay, so, so there we go. Yeah, that's definitely. our recommendation. Brilliant. So that's a, a mastering... What was the title again? I'll, I will actually write it in the notes, of course. Mastering, <laughs> Ma- mastering lighting and flash, mastering photography. lighting and flash photography from my friend Richard Bradbury. Uh, so that would be an excellent book. I have no doubt about that. There are a great series of books, of course, because well, you know, one of our books is on there. So <laughs> merciless, merciless self publicity. <laughs> this wasn't choreographed. Yeah, d- thanks, guys. It gave me a chance to reintroduce our book. Uh, listen what an absolute pleasure i will put the details of that book down in the show notes uh thank you thank you for your time and humor on this monday morning even with two early morning teenage kids wandering around and the builders (laughs) drilling holes i think into into your house by the sounds of it (laughs) <laughs> this is this is how life has been for the last 12 months um funnily enough the kids usually don't surface until after 12 so why they chose today to be up and about i don't know so um yeah uh, it just pretty much sums up uh life as a whole at the moment but it has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you uh such a good way to kick off the week uh and certainly has motivated us for getting stuck in now uh, and and ca- continuing doing the best for our members and and getting people involved. Oh. So yeah, thank you so much. I oh, know it's us. an absolute pleasure. And so to anyone who's listening to the podcast, uh, please do head over to the societies. I'll stick some links down below. Truly, an association that is just just full of positivity and energy and really nice vibes running out of its hub in North Wales, which just happens to be where I was brought up and spent the majority of my life until eventually I fled down here. Uh, I came down here to go to university and just n- never never ended up going back. <laughs> never got back. No, but I always feel, it's, it always feels like my home. Uh, even now, after however many years I've been down here, North Wales is yeah. just has this really, really, really important part for me. Uh, it is a wonderful place. Oh, it's an place. amazing place, uh, though the Sun Centre was frankly disappointing. But anyway... anyway uh, I'll put those notes down below Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast please do uh, leave us a review and let us know if you didn't enjoy it we'll either keep quiet or send me an email (laughs) quietly because who wants to stick bad reviews out there Uh, that's just full of negativity and no one's going to take you to heaven for that Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast in all the usual places Uh, please do Uh, if you have any questions or any observations you can email me directly it's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk that's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk and on that happy note I'm going to say thank you Terry thank you Colin Uh, and hopefully everybody we will get to see you properly and I warn you I'm a hugger at the convention in 2022 until next time remember be kind to yourself take care guys (laughs) 